If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Welcome, everybody, to the Money Vikings podcast, number 15. I'm Greg and Jerry and Bob. Are you guys there? Sir. Yeah. Yes. We are here. Need it. How are you doing? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I've got a glass of Chardonnay right now. Here oh, nice. Enjoying, yeah, and enjoying the fall. <laughs> we actually are getting a little bit of fall weather here in Southern California, which is, uh, yeah. you know, usually we're like a heat, heat zone. So that's right. kind of nice, right? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's been really nice out yeah, the last few it, days. It is a good little break, I think. You, you know, you get you get a little tired of the heat and, and hearing about the fires and stuff like that. I think it's nice to get a little overcast and clouds and some 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 rain. Well, Bob, talking about fires, we are gonna talk about <laughs> oh. fire today, but not those kind of fires. We're gonna talk about financial independence retire early movement. I love so it. Uh, that was a pretty good segue right that. there. That was that was great. That was pretty good. So, so that kind of fire is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about what it is, uh, how people do it, benefits, limitations, and kind of how how we we all kind of look at it. Um, Bob, Bob's pretty new to it; doesn't know much about it. Jerry and I know about it, but um, we kind of practice different, you know, sort of angles right. um, in terms of fire. Um, but I, I guess I'll start, guys, with um, the traditional concept, and this will be kind of kind of for you, Bob. Yeah. So the traditional fire concept, and Jerry, if I get any of this wrong, let me know. But the traditional concept is people work really hard for a few years. They save, save, save. They get they get crazy savings and in investing rates. You know, they try to get like 20 percent, 25, 30. Some you'll hear about are socking away 50 percent of their money. Um, that's not easy to do. No. So especially in a high cost living area. So they're socking away as much money as they can for like, you know, 10 years. They're amassing a high net worth. They're trying, they're probably hitting, you know, a lot of them that I read about, they're hitting like one to 2 million. There's different levels of fire uh, that they talk about, but you know, they're hitting one to 2 million mm-hmm. and they're basically from there, they're living frugally off of those assets you know, for the next 35, 40, 50 years. Right. And basic, the basic concept is, is that, you know, you are, you're freeing yourself from the standard nine to five job. I always think of the matrix, you know, <laughs> you know, that scene where he's in the cubicle land. And yeah. Like escaping, yeah. Escaping so are you telling land. me that if I join this, I'm going to wake up at a bubble of goo and 
things are going to fucking <laughs> Well, I'm offering you two different pills. Oh. I'm you two different pills. <laughs> I get choice. I get okay, options. so you've got a red, red pill and a red pill. <laughs> <laughs> so I so so to be honest, so to be upfront with you guys, so you know, Jerry and I Jerry and I when we started the Money Vikings blog, our main thing, our main our main many decades ago. How yes. many days ago? Yes. Decade. Many decades yeah. ago. Many decades ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's been like a, it's been a quite a while now, man. It's been <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A while, actually, it's amazing how time goes by. But you know, we 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 joined together because we had a common interest in investing. But I I was initially coming at it from the fire angle because I was very much inspired by uh, some of these fire stories, and they are amazing. And yeah, um, I'll share one. I'll share one later. Um, but you know. There's like there's pros and cons of this whole thing. And uh, I guess I'll lay out kind of what, first of all, what I see is kind of the problems with it to just get those on the table. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, here's the first the first one that I've found over the years. Uh, I mean, number one, we, we've all worked hard to amass assets, investments, uh, max out the 401ks, keep the debt low own a home, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. But one, one piece of the puzzle that I find very hard in the United States of America is healthcare. Okay. So healthcare is very much tied to our employment here unless you're 65 years old. Right. And you're on Medicare. So I found it very challenging. You hear these people and they're, you know, they're 35 years old and they're going to take off from the job and go live in the woods. That sounds good. I got it. You know, you saved up a million bucks. But man, healthcare is an unknown, and you know, yeah. and I understand some of these people are buying it on the exchanges and all that. But uh, we all know that that could fluctuate. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was one uh, that that uh, kind of over the years that I thought about. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, people sort of work, I and mean, the whole country, the the whole retirement system is designed around retire at sixty five. So if you're younger than that and you try to get health insurance you're going to have to buy it off the exchange or or some other plan some other way to to do it if you're if you're not uh employed full-time by a a company so it's difficult and and, you know we're in i'm in my uh mid to late 40s let's say that uh and uh yeah so i mean if if i just stopped working it would be difficult to replace what i have today wonderful wonderful right. uh plan that my company and gives me and my family um it'd be very expensive to replace that and you're right greg it seems like uh in the fire community it's 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 not really brought up as much as it should be i and, yeah i think it's really key and you know bob bob works in healthcare so i mean you yeah you're kind of an expert in this field well and that's that's so what's kind of your take on it yeah i mean it, it's a very very valid concern because um you think about it, it, it here's one of the, the things of uh, kind of healthcare reform, ACA and, and whatnot, is that um, employers are required by law to cover at least 50% of the employee's cover insurance, at least 50% of the cost. Mm-hmm. So that, that premium amount that you, you know, and there's some employers that pay 100%, they, they, they slice it nice in certain ways, but at the at the bare minimum, it is fifty percent of that employee's premium each month. So you figure, you, you may not necessarily know. Some some employers um, may may be very clearly transparent on what they're paying. Some it's a little more elusive, but you can find it. Um, you know, 
you can go to the exchanges, you can go most of the time directly to the carriers themselves and they'll have like uh, individual or family type plan. And then you start, you know, it's that whole, um, it's a whole other expense because you really do have to dive in and think about what is the need of your family? Yeah. What, what are you going to need to have coverage for? And it's funny, typically Uh, I don't, you know, I do follow quite a few fire folks, but I tend to not follow the ones that don't have um, kids because, because I'm always kind of like, because that's a whole (laughs) other, you know, level right there. It's an additional um, sure. layering of, yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole, but, but there are great examples of folks that pull it off with children and I find them so inspirational. Um, yeah. So, you know, th- this isn't, I'm not trying to bash the movement because I actually really love the movement and I, I believe in it. Um, but there, I, there's just things that people need to like go eyes wide open. And here's another one I'll, I'll bring up um, and see what you guys think, think about this. You know, most of the fire folks I read about too, Yes, they they definitely escape the uh, you know the matrix um, cubicle land, but right. they still are working. They they're really just working independently on like their own businesses. Bob, you were bringing up earlier. Um, a lot of them do do active investing. They'll be doing options right. trades, um, which to me it's that's an enjoyable uh, work for a lot of people or skill. Um, but I would still call that working. I mean, you know, that's not like sitting on a beach all day long. Um, right get boring anyway um, but the, and that's that's kind of where my my whole thing was is that you know i felt like um the fire movement um it's kind of um it i it, it, i don't want to say like a, i don't want to put it in this bucket of like a fad right it, it get like you think of like hipsters and and whatnot well, it, friends, it's not right? it's not it's because, not but, but yeah. where where i kind of get into it is that um from my understanding was that there was kind of this, these requirements or structures or components that were in place that you needed to do to get from point A to point B. And, um, you know, I, I just think to myself that, you know, real world application, when we start talking about healthcare, right. You start talking about the amount of money you have to then collect off of for the rest of your life and not, you know, beat up that principle. Right. But a lot of these the, people are the, still, a lot of these people are still working, man. It, yeah. But here's the additional factors though. I think to myself is that, okay, that's great. You'll have this, let's say 50 to $70,000 a year that you can pull from and not, not take from the principal. But I think to myself, what lifestyle do you want to have? Mm-hmm. So what if, Hey, what if I'm a person that I would like to have a, $150,000 lifestyle or a $200,000 lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So you you got to think about... Well, that's a good point, Bob, because yeah, right? I, yeah, I would say that... Southern California is expensive. Yeah, the, well, yeah. The, day you, the day you pull the trigger on that fire, in a lot of ways, yeah, you're... Unless you're going out and actively making more money, you're locking in to that lifestyle yeah. you're at. Right, so, right. Yeah. And is that the lifestyle you want? And, that, and that's kind of where I think to myself, like, okay, there, there's great components and qualities of the fire movement, but I think to myself, like, okay, how do we make that better? How do we refine it a little more? Because I think to myself, we have a great, you know, Greg, our family, right? We, we, a while ago, we talked about grandpa, and we have a great foundation in our family of understanding of property, property investing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can make a passive income with, with investing in property no matter the market. 
you just have to know the right time to get in and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that can be a component of fire, but it, there, I think there's more in my opinion. No, yeah. Um, and I, right. that's what I'm really glad that you're new to it, Bob, because it's interesting to bounce these ideas off of you at this point, because it's actually not, you know, and Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not a new concept. It's actually, I think, an old concept. There was a book right. called Your Money or Your Life that's very famous for like kind of kicking soft that's been around for a while. But I think a lot of it, frankly, was born out of the 2008 recession, this new way. Yeah, because in the 2008 recession, a lot of people got slammed. And I think, and, I, and I'll mention this guy, um, Jerry got me onto this guy named Karsten Jeske, who um, he does have a child and he fired, he did fire in his forties. I think he was maybe 44 uh, when he left full-time, you know, sort of like, like cubicle type jobs. Um, but he talks about the, he, I think he worked in financials in the financial sector, but in 2008, he had a huge wake up call when it was like, Hey, guess what? no job is a guarantee of anything and all of this could fall apart like within weeks you know (laughs) and sure so yeah (laughs) sure no it's it's definitely a valid point i mean he he talks about and i'll i'll link his uh podcast with morningstar to the uh to the show notes in the podcast and i i strongly recommend people listen to it but he, he he talks about this thing called sequence of event risk so if you just decide you're ready for fire, you want to retire, but then the market plummets, you're not setting yourself up for a good result. You kind of need to, uh, to think about things you can do a few years ahead of time to mitigate those risks. And one, one of the things that he mentions is that, uh, some folks will, uh, who, who want to do it correctly in his opinion is to scale up on your bond portfolio and scale down on stocks. So if there is some sort of a market crash for the next couple of years after retirement, you still have those bonds uh, that are very much cash like that haven't uh, devalued as much as say, uh, you know, equities might. So, and, and then he says, once you do retire also an interesting point, he says many retirees should start scaling up their equity portfolio once they've, got into a successful retirement. Wow. I, I, which is yeah. which is the opposite of what most people think and it's the opposite of what target date funds do. And target date funds are funds that you put in your retirement year and it sort of scales down the uh the equity percentage, right. and scales up the bond percentage until you're probably 100% bonds. Right. Um, you oh, know. Yeah. So very cool. very interesting. I'm so stuff. glad you shared that with me because that that was one of the key takeaways um Jerry that I took from that that you sent me that mm-hmm. because that was really eye-opening um that he does that. So But uh, let me throw out one more here. Um, just and again, this will be my last, I guess, little criticism of the movement before I'd like to talk about some of the like good, the, you know, the really powerful things behind it, because I think it is really actually I'm actually a big cheerleader for it. And I think it's vital that we that we pursue it. But I think mm-hmm. the other thing to ask yourself is why retire? Because um, I think you guys would agree there's many life benefits of working. I mean, our jobs yeah. bring. I mean, jobs aren't, you know, everybody has a boss and jobs aren't easy and there's bureaucracy and there's problems and there's days when you're just like, you know, I hate this shit. But anyway, but I would say if you have a relatively good job that's, you know, healthy and balanced and you're enjoying what you're doing, 
you know, that leads to learning, that leads to friendships, that leads to professionalism, it leads to teamwork, it leads to, you know what I mean? It leads yeah, to being part of, of traits it, it leads to being, to learn out yeah, of it, it's right. part of something greater. I mean, Bob, like both of you guys, I mean, you know, um, like Jerry, you work in tech. I mean, you're, you're definitely adding value to so many people's lives. Bobby works in, um, in healthcare. I mean, think about how, think about this pandemic right, right now, yeah. how important healthcare is to the very fabric of our the whole society wouldn't work absolutely unless we had that i mean it just wouldn't work so yeah yeah so when they say fire and then they say the r stands for retirement it's not it's not necessarily traditional retirement that you just stop doing everything and sleep all day and you know (laughs) sock up on hawaiian shirts and you know yeah yeah no i think it means moving on to something else you enjoy hopefully that it's some sort of side gig that also pays some income that you can enjoy doing that doesn't maybe have the uh i guess the constraints and the time timing constraints and uh, obligations that a nine to five job working for a boss might have yeah but uh yeah but but definitely yeah I I mean, I, I, Jerry, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's, and I think you've like, I think I've written that many times, like that kind of concept on our blog where I, I am like so big into the Phi part of it. And I I could do without the RE part of it. Like for me, it's like really like pursue the financial independence, but keep the, keep the, keep the RE small RE, you know, like, don't think of it. Like I've got to retire at 37, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, why don't you just try to be financially independent whenever you can? Um, yeah. so, you know, that, yeah. that at the end of the day, I guess my bottom line for it is the, the journey and the development of the habits and the mindset are more important than arriving at some kind of fire nirvana. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So it, it's the right mentality to be thinking about your future and your life. And especially, on, I mean, a lot of our viewers are actually younger than us. I yeah. looked at some of the, the, the metrics on, uh, uh, on the analytics. And so pe- these people still have a lot of time to, to save a lot of money. And, and that's a fabulous thing to do. I think if you stick to the basics, maxing out your 401k, try to live frugally. Uh, but then also kind of to, to Bob's point earlier, um, you know, Bob, you kind of were mentioning, you know, what if you don't want to have a uh, $70,000 a year lifestyle? Right, right. What if, what if fire doesn't dictate any one particular uh, type of lifestyle. Okay. Fire doesn't necessarily mean when you retire that you have to live super frugally. You have to decide on what the fire number is, right. if I'm using that term right. So if it's $200,000 a year in salary that you want to pull uh, for the rest of your life, the goal is to now figure out how to get to that number. Right. And Greg has a great chart that he drew that shows I don't think it goes up to two hundred. Yeah. No, it goes up to eighty thousand a year. I, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> up, man. come on. I just brought it up. Yeah, yeah, we got to update that for the uh, for the nineties. Yeah, right? well, <laughs> and, and I'm glad you said that because this is another thing I think about. Is I mean, look at what a million dollars was, what ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my god, a million dollars. How is that? I'm never going to see that in my lifetime. Nowadays, yeah. it's like I think of myself. $10 million, $15, 20000000 million may need to be where we're sitting at. <laughs> but, but Greg, you laugh, but think about this. Think about inflation. Think about, yeah. right? Yeah, just a simple thing. Everybody, everybody always talks about gas prices, right? Think about what gas prices were probably, what, 10 years ago? Under around maybe a dollar a gallon? I don't know. I, I'm, I know I'm probably 
a little off there, but you know, think about just the simple thing of gas, simple thing right. of food, uh, the taxes that we had on, it, on it's, items that we buy, you know? It's, it's really going back to what Greg was saying on that mental exercise and try and figure out, I mean, when you retire, whenever that is, are, are you still going to be paying a mortgage? Right. Are you going right. to, are you going to need that? You probably won't. You, hopefully yeah. everything is, is paid off by that point and, and you will have that income to use to contribute to the lifestyle or healthcare benefits, whatever, whatever you need. But definitely these are, these are great things to think about. Like if you want to travel a lot, that's probably going to be more than someone living in a small apartment or a condo that, you know, doesn't have a lot of maintenance and you're not going to have kids in school. You're not going to, I mean, it's just going to be a very different different. situation. But I I think I I don't, I don't want to make these, you know, these comments to scare any listener that, Oh, yeah. Right. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna do it. And that's not what it is. It's just, these are, these are, again, it's those mental exercises. These are, these are the things we need to think about because it's not necessarily thinking about right now, right now, I would like to have $2 million or a million dollars is my goal. Right. Mm-hmm. Because again, it could take somebody say maybe 10 years to get there. If they, yeah. they're wise, they're frugal, and they're smart. I, and yeah. what is that going to look like in 10 years? I think you hit the nail on the head, Bob, because it's like, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to throw it. And it's your, I think you're right in the long run about numbers like 5 million and more. But at the same time, again, that's what I want to emphasize. It's the, it should be the pursuit of this that yeah. is going to be so powerful for you, no matter what the number is you arrive at. And let me give you, let me, let me give you guys a few thoughts from the Karsten Jeske, um, uh, you know, articles and the reading I've done of his blog um, that'll, that'll really kind of give you some good, some other good context here. So, um, I mean, number one, first thing I looked up is most people are, are like totally in a hole in this country. So, I mean, they, they yeah. have any, they're, they're so far out of shape in terms of fire. I looked up where we kind of do a lot of Gen X stuff because Jerry and I are Gen Xers, but you know, Gen X isn't <laughs> looking good, Jerry. Um, the, the average credit card debt is $8,000. The average student loan oh, debt man. is 40000 uh, oh, average The auto loan debt is 20000 So there's a lot of debt out there. And, you know, unless that's balanced, that could be the opposite of fire. But for this guy, for this guy, Karsten, which I did, you know, really inspirational. And I, I found him very inspirational, too, because he has a child. So he's like raising a family, too. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he was he was definitely impacted by the 2008 recession. And one thing I really captured from him, he, you know, he said, really, you, you just jobs are never secure. And, he, and then he said, mm-hmm. this is really powerful, I think, for a lot of us um, in this kind of fast paced like tech world. Um, I definitely kind of start to feel this. But he said, you know, we have a shelf life in the job market. So really <laughs> like a football player. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like you a, know, it takes so many hits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he said. I think this is to him. Not, I didn't think of this, but I think that's what he said. Kind of he thinks of ourselves sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know, free agents playing football and we have a shelf yeah, life. I mean, yeah. you know, for a football player, it's what's the, what's it probably 39. Um, but at the same point, we, we, we have a shelf life. So, I mean, and then I, I, this really sh- shook home with me. He, he said, and, and I've felt this in my, in my career, cause I've kind of pursued many different uh, things over the years, but he said, you know, it's, it's very hard to diversify a career. You know, we can diversify our assets and our investments very easily, right? Uh, this this week, Jerry and I were talking about, and Bob were talking about Bitcoin. 
but yeah. you know, so we yeah. can easily diversify assets, but you cannot diversify a career. That's hard to do. Right. Um, he thinks, and, and, you know, another thing that was inspirational about him, he, he didn't, you know, he wasn't making, it wasn't like he was making $500,000 a year on wall street. He said he was middle management, you know, probably making a couple hundred thousand a year, very good, solid upper middle class uh, uh, job and saving quite right. a bit saving too. quite a bit so yeah i think i think he i think he was able to have investments over 2 million bucks i don't think he i don't know if he shares exactly but here's the last thing guys i want to share with you he he basically just uses broad based index funds um yeah. you know now we like to play around with some of our money but i mean but for the most part we do that too uh, but that, but I just, I just want to make it accessible to people is my point. You know, you don't have to be some financial whiz to do this. And I think that's what I found so inspirational is he's kind of saying, listen, if you have steady employment and it's a relatively good job, you can do this. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's inspirational. I, you know, the thing I would say it, it, with that is um, I, I really, it's, it's very important for people to understand as well that when you are going this path of investing and putting, you know, looking at the bonds and, you know, ETFs, indexes and, and whatnot. Uh, if you're, if you're sinking in debt and you're drowning in debt, you're actually doing more harm than good because the interest rates on your debt, if it's credit cards and loans and whatnot is going to counteract any sort of, um, money you're going to make off your investments pretty much. They're almost going to have a wash, if not still continue to be in debt. I personally, and, and this was a, a, a path that, you know, my wife and I took is we focused on our debt and, and really tackled our debt before we even started considering investing in the stock market and making that money grow. Because if we did, all we were doing, we're just going to take that money and try to help pay off the debt more. And it just, it just, it sets you back. That's yeah. That's a great observation. I mean, when you're paying down debt, typically it, it's going to be what, I, I don't know what, if you feel comfortable sharing percentages, I mean, credit cards can be up to 18 or more, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, mo- mortgages can be six, seven more. I mean, unless you're refinancing recently. Right. So it totally makes sense. If you look at the, uh, the, the debt that you have and what you're paying in interest to some other entity or a yep. bank, five, five, ten percent And if you just decide, well, Hey, I want to invest in uh, you know, maybe I'll make 3%. Well, that's, that's not really very right. wise, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your best investment is paying off your own debt first at that point in time. Right. But that's a great point. Yeah. And that's, that's where, you know, you, know, you want to make sure you're, you're encompassing and, and look, having people look at the holistic picture and understanding like, cause we, there's great ideas that come out from the money Vikings, right. And the podcast. And it's like, people need to understand there, there are also probably steps that need to be taken to ensure you're maximizing on that. You know, Bob, you guys too, like you kind of brought me back a little bit and, and that was interesting, uh, interesting information, Jerry, about our listeners being younger. And actually I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. And I guess like, it's what, like what, I, 700, 800,000 of them that are under like, yeah, it's, order, I think it's right? about 700,000. That's like <laughs> yeah. ahead of ourselves. So about 700, <laughs> but no, I, I think what I'd want to say to them though, is that like, I, I think Jerry, like you and I, we, we, we've been there, you know, like I, I've been the, you know, the guy starting out with the first job in a new city, making $32,000 a year with student loans 
Um, yeah. and, and the first time I went out to pay rent and buy the groceries, I was like, dang, this is hard. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. you know, 20 years ago, that was where I was at. And, and it's been a, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long, steady brick by brick thing of paying down debt, building good habits, learning about investing, right. And, and then making mistakes, you know, Bob, we talk about yeah. that. You got to make a few mistakes along the way. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I mean, it's all part and of that's, it. That's something people should not be afraid no, if people, of. If people it's, listen it's... to the money Vikings, they'll make very few mistakes. <laughs> I can tell you that they'll make very few mistakes. True. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's uh i don't know i guess at the end of the day guys yeah it's it's worth pursuing there's so many great blogs out there i'd call i mean again i'd call the money vikings a fire-ish blog because we i i mean i was looking at we have i've written um you and i have written many articles about fire i mean i think there's there could be 40 posts about the fire movement on here oh no i'm sorry <laughs> like, there's yeah. actually, I'm, i was off there's like a hundred <laughs> Um, yeah yeah so you know we've talked about it quite a bit over the years so people can get a lot of inspiration uh out there and that that's what i've drawn from it over the years get that inspiration and go out and find what works for you bob was asking earlier well do fire people do this do they do that you know the answer is bob that's what's cool about it they all do different things they find their way (laughs) yeah that's yeah i'm with you yeah well guys geez the time flies we do we do our shows we make them compact don't we (laughs) <laughs> we do, but it, it's nice, and uh, yeah, I think we're uh, we're working on the format, and hopefully, if uh, people have feedback, they'll they'll definitely contact us. Uh, Jerry at themoneyvikings dot net is my uh, email, but uh, yeah, definitely leave comments on our blog. Let us know what you think, uh, and uh, if there's any topics you want to have covered uh, or questions you have about fire, uh, send them in, and we will definitely try and address them in a future podcast. Awesome! All right, guys, nice talking Love with it. you. All right, guys. You too. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.